Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. Today, we'll be naming the top five Premier League centre midfielders of the last 20 years, in order, in what will be our final instalment of top five lists. We're saving the best to last and probably the most difficult too. And boy, have we got a surprise or two in store. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Harry Brent. There are three players who, uh, in the Premier in Premier League history, have featured for three out of the four clubs that we support. So they've played for three of Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, and Tottenham whilst in the Premier League. So it could be any of those three clubs. Can you name Adebayor. The, three, the three players? Adebayor is one. Yeah. Um... So Adebayor, Tottenham, Arsenal and Man City. Giroud? Sorry? Giroud? No one not, not Giroud. No, there's, a lot of, there's loads of players who play for two, but... Mm. No, Googling. Uh, Mr. Mr. Schlee. Look at this. I was getting mine up. Look at look at him. You called him out. You called him out. <laughs> not Sol Campbell, is it? Not Sol Campbell. No, again, no. he's a tour. Uh, Ashley Cole. Another tour. How oh, like you know, obvious early. Um. They're, they, you know, you know them, like, and you'll know, you'll be very aware of them. They're, you know, top top level players at their mm. prime. This is a really good one, by the way. Anelka. Anelka is another. Well done. Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City. Um. Frank Lampard. Another tour. Yeah. Well, te- well, yeah. Two between us, but obviously three because of whisk, whisking. Yeah, yeah. But I mean. But no, between between us four yeah. clubs, yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm just taking guesses. Yeah. I'm, finding, I'm finding two and hoping that he's like you know played for some kind of academy team at some point in his life. <laughs> if I said he was French. <sighs> I would be misleading you. No, he is French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm torn between... Um, Who are you torn between? Well, I, I think both of them are just just the two clubs. Uh, Sanya, Osri. Yeah, both, both, yeah. both tours. Yeah. So he, he played with Adebayor... At at least one of the clubs could be two, could even be three. Who knows? Um, he he did not play with Nicholas Anelka. Not Vieira, is it? And no. No, no. So I'll give you further clues. So he started his career well, as in he was bought from a French team, but he started came to the Premier League and played for Chelsea. And then, and then went to Arsenal, and then later to Tottenham. Masana Diara. 
no, but oh. but yeah, I was, I was for a while. I was like, is he one? And I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. He played. He didn't play for Tottenham um, City. So bought from a French club. Yeah. Then moved to Chelsea. Then moved to Arsenal. Yeah. Oh and then gosh. moved to Tottenham. Can't be many. I know. I many clubs, players who've gone from Arsenal to Tottenham. If I was to say his move from Chelsea to Arsenal was part of an exchange, so a player came the other way to Chelsea. (laughs) If I was to say as part of the deal, £5 million also went to Arsenal with this player in exchange for an Arsenal player going to Chelsea. If I was to say the transfer occurred in 2006, Mm, um, I don't feel like I might. Stop no, no. giving us clues, Harry. <laughs> it's just adding more pressure because there's probably people <clears throat> listening going, shouting. "It's obviously him! It's obviously <laughs> him!" Did it end his career at Tottenham? Uh, no. Yeah, so literally three chances in a row. He went from Chelsea to Arsenal and Arsenal to Tottenham. What within? You say three transfers in a row, like he had one season at Chelsea, then one season at Arsenal, no, one n- season. No, he 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 had a f- he had a few seasons at each, but he um, he didn't go to a club between. Like he went from Chelsea, transferred to Arsenal, and then transferred to Tottenham later. Oh, this is ridiculous! He's a defender. Gallas, William Gallas. Fuck. <laughs> Well done, Ross. Thank God. So annoying. <laughs> I, I was literally, I was thinking defender. I'm thinking Tottenham defenders. I'm thinking who the fuck has gone from? Arsenal yeah, it kind of went to Tottenham. Yeah, he was at Tottenham for about three years. Like, but it was mad because he was like Arsenal captain at one point, wasn't he? And then, and then he just was like, oh, screw it, he can go. And then Tottenham was, and then yeah, that was when he played. If Matt randomly played, yeah, with we'll get that. your captain centre back. <laughs> How'd you like that? Well, How'd you like them apples? So we we move on to our move on down to ranking road. Back down ranking road for quite possibly what could prove to be the toughest top five we've ever done. So we're gonna do the top five Premier League centre midfielders in order from the year 2000 onwards so we need to first of all well maybe because centre mid is so open-ended what exactly is a centre mid there's plenty of players who played on the wing or or even you know sort of up front you could define as centre mid but I'm just leaving it open-ended if they haven't been mentioned in our rankings before chuck them in let's start with our alphabetical alphabetical order Arsenal considerations Patrick Vieira's Got to be up there, isn't he? I mean, yeah. Patrick Vieira, captain, leader, legend. Oh wait, that's someone else. Um, no, I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I this is this is the problem because I, I don't know. I sort of in my head, I was like, this is going to be this is just going to be so difficult to manage. But actually, I kind of feel like we might have three or four that just go in very easily. But like the mm-hmm. last two spaces are going to be, or the last space are going to be really pretty hard. I, I've got to admit. Crazy. I've got to admit, I 
when we when we first initially um organized this we said we were going to do this i got my four in order within a minute yeah but same. i've been struggling with the fifth for about three or four weeks and, I, and i'll be honest i still haven't got it so i'm hoping that the conversation we're going to have is going to jolt me into making a decision because i just i can't can't get the fifth space um but yeah i mean patrick patrick Vieira is there i don't i don't know i don't know about you guys i mean he's made he was one of the one of the four that instantly made made my list pretty i i agree i agree just i mean dave i'm, I'm guessing you can follow suit with that yeah i mean he's just all-around play was just amazing his athleticism his mobility for <clears throat> tall player his dominance in midfield yeah um, potentially could have scored more goals but I think his all-round work rate and leadership probably made up for that and the amount of tough tackles that he put in so yeah he's, he's definitely on the list for me yeah he was I guess yeah you could say could score more goals but he but I, I don't know whether his he was very box-to-box kind of guy it, not in a you know his his big sort of attribute was being of being a force and being strong in a tackle and you know all that sort of stuff I don't know whether he he necessarily needed goals especially with Henri and yeah, I think other other players, yeah, attack is definitely made up for the mm. goals. So I think he was just he just fits perfectly in that system that wanted fluidity yeah. and wanted mobility and athleticism, and he was obviously the linchpin of that, and he was the full embodiment of that. Hence, why he was captain amongst like a team of men and a team of leaders. Mm. Had possibly the most interesting. Uh, on-field rivalry of the Premier League as well. We'll get on to who with a little bit later. Um, elsewhere in Arsenal, uh, Cesc Fabregas. Anybody consider the Fab? The Fab yeah, man. Yeah, I did. I, I consider Cesc Fabulous. Yeah, I've got I've got my list, and I've got worthy mentions or worthy thoughts that you know made me think think twice. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's a, he's amongst a few names. Yeah, I mean. Again, yeah, I think I, I, I sort of feel the same. I mean, he was obviously um, almost the star that came from that era that ended with Henri and Vieira leaving, and and you know he stuck around long enough to become you know an absolute favourite and captain until he left and came to Chelsea, which pissed a few people off. Um, but even still, he still performed exceptionally well when he was at Chelsea. Some of the is it that three that three ball pass um, to Diego Costa? He linked, yeah. He, I mean, he linked well well with Costa. I mean, I think his best years were probably Arsenal more so. Oh um, no, definitely, definitely. But he, he still still performed. Like, he didn't he, just massively drop off. I wish he stayed longer in the Premier League. I understand that going back to obviously his boyhood club was always going to happen. Going back to mm. Barcelona, but I feel that if he would have stayed longer, maybe one if he could have won a few more trophies Arsenal's, I think he would potentially be in the top five higher up in the list. Did you say won a few more trophies? Is that what you said? Yeah, could have. A few, could have a, a trophy. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, won a trophy. A trophy. <laughs> if he could have won a trophy or yeah. just, I think he, he was just incredible. I think his movement, his intelligence, his creativity. Um, I think I like the way he started playing behind the striker as well. I think it was uh, with Adebayor and... Mm. He, he would get quite a few goals and he he was just amazing. I think, like I said, if he would have stayed longer, won a trophy, I think he 
probably would be higher up in in a list of centre midfielders. For a lot of yeah, he he was like two different players at, at Chelsea and you know, and Arsenal. Like at Chelsea, he was a lot a lot deeper, a bit more of a kind of you know playmaker, and you know very you know very rarely sort of got within shooting distance and stuff. I mean, I guess was a Barca because yeah, well, transition to Barca. But then Barca, he was sort of playing almost as a he was like a a, a winger because obviously they had their midfield yeah, three, like a was, wide midfielder sort of thing. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird. But I guess you're right. Maybe you know he focused so much purely on the sort of technical side of everything rather than the run. But yeah, he was like really mobile at Arsenal and would yeah, run around and yeah. get everywhere. Surprisingly, yeah. And then at Chelsea, it was like if Fabregas is chasing a guy, you know he's not going to catch him. Do you think maybe yeah. he lost his legs at the, that point? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I mean, he was never like absolutely rapid or anything, but um, but I mean, I guess that shows his versatility. Like he did three different roles at the three big clubs that he played for and did them all really well. One, well, didn't well, not say this for this, the only thing at Arsenal, but you know what I mean? Had success in, in all of them. Um, <laughs> Two of the three clubs. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. worth, yeah, worth it. I think he was, I feel like he's a bit underrated. I think I was watching a few <clears throat> clips of him on Premier League years and even mm. I was like, oh my word, he was actually amazing at Arsenal. And hence why he was captain at quite a young age, like mm. 22. And he would, yeah, he was, he was incredible. And it's a shame that he couldn't stay a bit longer, but it's an even more shame that what happened at Barca where he sort of really wouldn't play with Xavi and Iniesta being there and then mm. going to Chelsea and sort of, like you were saying, has sort of dropping back and not having that same impact that he did at Arsenal. Mm. Yeah, he. Yeah, I guess he can probably look back on his career pretty nicely. Like he was the star man at Arsenal. Mm. Went, did the thing at Barcelona for a bit, won the league there, uh, and then came back to win stuff with Chelsea, even though the role was slightly less sort of advanced and things. But yeah, he's not often talked about in that top bracket and I doesn't quite for me get in, get in the top five. But yeah, he's he's yeah. up, you know, he's he's definitely up there. True. Um is there anyone else that you'd consider from Arsenal that would be kind of I mean, you know, that you've got like Gilberto Silva, you've got um even like I don't know whether we mentioned him with the wingers list, but Santi Cazorla I guess you could class as a centimid. Yeah. I know how highly you rate him. <laughs> I mean Cazorla's Gilberto Silva was someone that I had maybe as on my honourable mentions list but I wouldn't put him mm. in the top bracket I think he again he was a bit underrated he was a, a similar playing style and role to what Fernandinho does and did at Manchester mm. City he was that big of an influence for us he allowed the offensive players to go sort of express themselves allowed Patrick Vieira to roam forward when he wants to, wanted to and but I wouldn't put him in, in the top top bracket because for me again is another criminally underrated sort of player. I know we've talked about it on the podcast previously. Better than David Silva, some would say. Yeah. <laughs> but um for me Shake of the head from Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> for me again, he probably won't get the same sort of praise that like I said as Silva or even maybe mm. Fabregas. But again he was a, a wonderfully gifted player. Mm. I think so. Um yeah, and and I'm just—I mean, obviously, you know, there's modern. I'm going. Was going through modern midfielders. I was thinking. I mean, you wouldn't put Ozil up there. There's no one really. You not had a big, strong midfield. I mean, Party could be the one. Oh, oh finger <laughs> crossed. Knock on wood. The only one that I can think of is Abu Dhabi, but he didn't have enough yeah. minutes, enough time, <clears throat> too many. Injuries. Could have been. I was watching um, today. Actually, I was watching uh, my 
break. I was watching the Champions League quarterfinal against Liverpool, Arsenal Liverpool. Um, and yeah, he was just, you could just see him in full, full flow. He was just like, oh he's just like Vieira, basically. He was just yeah. did everything <laughs> yeah. Vieira did. But, you know, like, yeah, oh, what a shame he got injured, man. Criminally, uh, horrible shame. Again, like you said, like Vieira, he, he had such good feet for such a tall player, technically really gifted, mm. mobile, left foot, right foot, could dribble, could score. Mm. He could have been our Yoyo Torre, potentially, if injuries wouldn't have hampered him. Um, all right, we'll move on to Tottenham to wake the Northerner up. <laughs> Although you're all Northerner. Northerners, what, what am I talking about? Wait, hang on, you're the most Southern, actually. He's the most Southern. Hey, hey, hey. Man. Hey, don't talk rubbish. <laughs> don't talk rubbish. Um, so, unless, I mean, I don't know whether you've got any sort of. Um, I've got no one from Tottenham. <laughs> no one from Tottenham. I mean, like, uh, there's, there's the sort of. the. Um, it's tempting to go Luka, to sort of talk about Luka Modric, but I, I almost yeah, feel like that's, that's the one, kind that's of the only one. I almost feel like it's a bit of a retroactive pick because uh, because of his Real Madrid career. I think he was brilliant at Tottenham. But yeah, how long was he at? Four years. He had yeah. When was he born? Born? When was he bought? Uh, 2008. 2008? 2012. 2012. Is that when he left? 2012. Yeah, you're right. Um, and yeah, you know he was he was a very very central to that Redknapp Tottenham team and stuff. Like he was, and he was really really good. And it wasn't as if you know, like some sometimes people say, oh, so, you know, like people go on about how you know, like Virgil Van Dijk really stepped it up when he moved to Liverpool. He didn't. He was just playing in a better team, or whatever. I feel the same way about Modric in a way. Yeah, like Modric was was fantastic at Tottenham, but I don't know whether he quite had the impact to. I mean, again, he, he would get in the honourable mentions, but again, yeah, I feel like he's, a, it, he's a kind of retroactive mention in a way. I mean, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's had an amazing career. And I think he's been, like, if this is a worldwide thing, absolutely. Yeah. Much, I mean, very much possible. If, exactly. If we were talking, yeah, if we were talking on the European stage, it'd be different. But Premier League, I don't think he could. Yeah, really. I, could, I, could, I couldn't really. I couldn't find anywhere to put me in any top player in a whole lot of Christian Eriksen as well. Christian Eriksen, another one. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Numbele, he's in there somewhere. Musa Sissoko, man. Musa Sissoko. That's rest. I think there was a little bit of a Yeah, I was, I was trying to be a bit jolly. <laughs> I was trying to be a bit jolly there, actually. No, Chris, Chris Harrison, like... I used to get, um, when, I was, when I was playing my uni team, I used to get... <laughs> I remember. Yeah, that's why, I presume that's why you were doing it. Like, I used yeah. to get... Uh, uh, Jordy guy with a lisp. <laughs> he used to just come up to me every time. Every time we played, he's like, "You, you just like Suzogo, Harry. Just like Suzogo. You just play like Suzogo." That's my Jordy impression. Now I can do that because <laughs> I was right. born there. So if anyone's listening yeah. and insulted, I was like born Suzogo. there. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, that that I think is probably is probably fair. Modric, Eriksson, men, honourable mentions, but I yeah. I don't really yeah. think they've done enough. Uh, to get. The, the issue, the issue with any Tottenham midfielder is, is the the only thing that anyone ever says about Tottenham. It's that they've not won anything, and that's very much yeah. true. They haven't. So could they really be considered for a top five Premier I League? I don't know how yes. seriously I subscribe to that thing, though. Like, just in the sense that we put Bale very high in the Premier League list, and he didn't win anything. We, yeah, that's true. I think if you're good enough, you know, like, it's just. 
I mean, you know, take um, like. Good players don't win trophies. Yo, Johan Cruyff had a brilliant um, career with Holland internationally. I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't super long because he retired after he got his family got kidnapped or something. Um, but he was still unbelievably good. But didn't win a tro- didn't win a trophy. You could say the same about Lionel Messi. I don't really. I mean, obviously, it does make a difference and stuff winning winning trophies. But I, I don't think black and white players can be ca- counted out because they don't win trophies or. You know, yeah, I think longevity as well in regards to like, because how how long was yeah. Modric in the the Prem for? It was like what three four years? Modric, four years. years. And I know you said that he, I I still think that he refined his craft in Madrid. I feel yeah, he definitely did. He obviously helped that he again, like you said, that he played with world class players. But I think that he he for me went up to another level. Like he really just mm-hmm. honed his craft, refined it, and maybe really found his place in that team as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I definitely think longevity is something is something to consider, particularly with the way these lists are done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, Man City. Man City. Now this is interesting because obviously Michael Johnson. Obviously, where Michael Johnson? Where Where do we <laughs> get Alana? Alana <laughs> in there. David David Silver is in there. I would say. So. so so David Silver, David Silver's, I mean, he's what, in, in contention. Arguably the greatest it. player in City's history. Yeah. Fernandinho. Fernandinho. Not, yeah. not in my list, but. but you got Yaya, you've got Fernandinho. Yaya, you know, David Silver. For me, De Bruyne, no. I feel like he. he Ooh, no. Too soon. Too soon, yeah. And unfortunately, like, maybe, maybe it's just me being a bit. Like more overcritical, but I feel like at the moment he's kind of like a kid with with too many toys in the in the pram, and he's throwing his toys out the pram. He's getting annoyed rather than fixing the situation. Like as brilliant as he is, and as brilliant he, he can deliver, I feel like at the same time he's not not he's complete peak. There'll be some games where he'll be inconsistent. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Whereas I feel like you know even. Yeah, yeah, Torrey was the exact same, especially after that whole birthday cake fiasco. <laughs> um, but compared them two to David Silver over the 10 years he was there, the one word that I would describe him is consistent. He was always doing the right thing. Like He very rarely had a bad game, or if he had a bad game, it would be classed as a very un-David Silver-like game. It wouldn't be, oh, he's had a terrible game there. Do you think there's yeah. comparisons between De Bruyne and Mesut Ozil with regards to, you know, when they're at the top, they're amazing, when they're... Yeah, gone. potentially, potentially, because, like, from what I've seen, what I've been seeing is he, he, this looks like a person that's demanding people to be there because he's kind of worked his way up and he's getting to that, that, that captaincy kind of level. Uh, and you saw it with Belgium the other night, actually. He was doing all these balls and passing and... You know, he just see his body language just speaks a thousand words. He's like, "Why aren't you there? Like, you need to be there." Getting fed up, getting frustrated, and it's like a few seasons ago, it was the opposite. He was doing everything to get the ball back, or he was doing everything to be in the right position, and he won't be moaning at the other people. Whereas now, I'm getting getting the impression that he's getting a bit sick of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I tend I tend to agree in terms of the, the putting. Uh, David Silva and Yaya Torre on a level just above De Bruyne. I mean, De Bruyne is obviously 
you know, still got a lot of time on his hands. Well, some time on his hands, and he's you know been been fantastic. One PFA Pro of the Year, but yeah, I, I sort of the one. Funnily enough, the one the one thing I guess you can say about De, De Bruyne and certainly Ayatori, but De Bruyne as well is is that unlike David Silva, perhaps they at times were on their own a kind of um, you know. Um, the sole driving force of certain games yeah. and whatever. And I'm not, that's not to say that David Silva didn't have an impact, but he, he was kind, I, I almost, felt, I, I totally agree with you about consistency. I think David, the, that, that's the strength that David Silva has. I mean, my, like I consider David Silva and Torre both for the, both for the top five. Um, my criticism of Torre is that his, we didn't see enough of his best over the course of the yeah. time he was in the Prem. Like when he was at his best, I think it was like two seasons or so, like um, 13, 14, 14 yeah. 15, where he was just like unplayable. And then, but the kind of two, two or three years either side of that was, he was kind of, you know, just a bit. Yeah. Mm. And I just, I want, but, but as you say, and I guess possibly similar sort of thing with De Bruyne, maybe not, season by season but just game by game sometimes he's brilliant and other times he's not but yeah you're right David Silva you know he always when he's on the pitch just Mystical. always always doing something but n- never quite taking this game by the scruff of the neck like like those mm-hmm. other two might but mm-hmm. then again is he that sort of player you know I, I don't know Fernandinho nah. Oh, nah, nah nah I mean good you know good good player but I mean I don't I don't think like you can look back on uh He's he's had his importance, particularly in that role he's played under Guardiola. Yeah. But I, I just think, yeah, after talking about the other three, I wouldn't put him as influential and as highly as the the other three. And I think, you know, if we're talking about the top five in the Prem in the last twenty years, it's hard to make a case, even though, despite you know, un, his undoubted importance to that to that team is there anyone else wrote to add to the Gareth life? Barry Gareth <laughs> no, you know joking, what I'm going to be funny right Gareth Barry could be up there <laughs> he's played more games than anyone else so what so how is he not the best if he's been chosen more times than anyone else to play in the game it's a good point because he's good played point. for so many different teams and them teams have you know he's not been playing at what well, uh, a consistently great level. I don't know. I don't know. You don't. You don't career. get in a Martin O'Neill Aston Villa team just by being anyone, right? Okay, he was an absolute world star of that team. Hence his big money move. No, I. Yeah, I. I, I feel like you're being sold up the river here, Josh. Um, <laughs> I don't think Gareth Barry is a serious contender. No, I'm only joking. I'm not. <laughs> he's, my number, he's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my top five. <laughs> That period, of, that period of England national team when it was like Stuart Downing, Gareth Barry, James. It was just us. We were Aston Villa. We were Aston Villa for so long. Like, yeah, and like Heskey was Heskey was Heskey was in the team. Heskey was in the team, and it was like he hasn't been good for ten years. Why is he here? Darren Ben. Darren Ben, like Gabby Agbonlahor, Agbonlahor played. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ashley, Ashley Young was, co- and it was yeah, it was around that period when like Young and Downing and Milner and Barry had all moved to like Liverpool, Man United, Man City, and Capello, having never played them before, suddenly was like, oh, they're class. <laughs> like, In his oh, classic accent, a horrible, horrible time. They're class. They're class. They're getting my Juventus team. Northern accent. <laughs> 
yeah, so I think we can, yeah, get <laughs> we can move on. So get Gary Barry. Um, let's move on to Man United. Um, Roy Keane, got to be up there. I mean, All right. obviously, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, he was he was another one that was straight onto my to my list. I, I think. At, out of all the people that have made my list, probably technically the least talented, but I actually think he gets a bit of a bad rep for that. People just see him as like, oh, he was a great leader and a tough tackler and a hard man. But actually, he was a lot better on the ball than I think people gave him credit for. Yeah. The only thing that, I guess, slightly weakens his position is, you know, his career is kind of split between the 90s and noughties, but I still think, I still think, you know, he had enough very impactful years to, Right. To walk to walk onto the list. I mean, I would very much agree with everything you just said. <laughs> but I think uh, he's a better football player than a Sky Sports player. Yes, I would agree. As well. <laughs> I think, I think he's, he's enjoyable to watch because he, you know, hashtag tells it like it is hashtag. But um, <laughs> you don't hashtag at the end, Terry. That's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't use the Twitters. I don't do the Insta Twitters. Uh, <laughs> but he's. Uh, yeah, he's just, I mean, yeah, he's a sensationalism and, you know, yeah. shock value, blah, blah, blah. But he's entertaining. And he's Irish, so he's got to be on there. Going back to the thing we spoke about last week, though, I do not think he'd cut it in this day and age. Oh, I don't know. About I, that. I think he probably would, you know. I no, I, I think technically, yeah, but I think he's far too nasty to his own team. I Get a lot of red. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- I think the people have changed and become more sensitive as times progress. Per- perhaps the, if if you if you dropped him, if you dropped Roy Keane, a twenty-eight-year-old Roy Keane, into this day and age of football, perhaps yeah, he might just fall out with everybody and <laughs> and get sent off every week. But I reckon if he if he was coming through, he'd probably adapt his his sort of um, mentalness. A little bit, but, but I know what you mean. Like you can see when he was a manager, like he, he just he he tried to use the same way he was a captain, that kind of brash, aggressive, you know, don't take any nonsense kind of, you know, don't don't you know, n- don't be sympathetic to anyone kind of approach, and it just didn't work as a manager because players don't, you know, they're not the same. Yeah, as you're, you're supposed to be a father figure, not like a kind of brother. You're supposed to put an What was it? There's that great story of. Um, uh, he wanted to when he was Ipswich manager. He wanted. I might. I feel I'm going to get this wrong. I think it was Robbie Savage. But it might have been somebody else. And he was thinking of signing him. Um, and he phoned him, and his it, like his answer phone message was just like, "It's it's Robbo here." And he was just like instantly put the phone down, cancelled the transfer. <laughs> he was like, oh, "Me and him are not going to get on." Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. I think yeah, Kino is it's got to be it's got to be there yeah. and uh, through gritted teeth, Skullsy, Paul Skulls, who? Paul Skulls. Who the is that? I mean, for all the for all the flack I give him, obviously very talented. Um, yeah. I think gets you know far more credit than he deserves, but but a very you know very good player played in some amazing Man United um, teams and eras. Um, longevity factor as well um, you know I mean I guess you know <clears throat> it's be no secret he doesn't make my list and uh, you'd be surprised to hear but um, you mm. know for, 
for one of the reasons, like everyone else on the list, I can kind of look back on and go like, yeah, you know, they were the um, absolute sort of center of this particular moment or season or era of strength for this club. And I can't think of any particular time that you could say that about Skulls. And people will say, oh, that's because he was playing around so many other good players. But everyone else on the list was also doing that uh, and stood and managed to stand out in a way that I don't think he ever really did at United. And I think it's something that he would always, people would always conveniently forget. But, but, he, but he's, he's one of the, he is one of the best, as much as I don't want to admit. Um, is there anyone else that, that anyone was thinking? I mean, no one's thinking like Paul Blimmin Pogba or anything like that. Oh, Bruno Fernandes. Don't get me started on him. Michael oh, Carrick. Yeah, Michael Carrick was the only yeah. one, other one I had written yeah, down. Yeah, Carrick. I will mention Michael Carrick. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he, was, he was funny, really. Like, he had... Obviously, he was really good. Oh, he was good at West Ham. He was really good at Spurs and then went to Manchester United and kind of was... He, they played a four-four-two, which I don't think properly suited him because he wasn't really. He's more of a kind of like, you know, a kind of quite a luxurious on the ball playmaker kind of kind of guy. He wasn't your industrious Darren Fletcher type, who just kind of ran and tackled. Which is, I think, what the, that list. yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly the sort of midfielder Fergie liked. Um, but he still did did really well, and I thought for years he was you know ridiculously underrated and not given any praise but then I think if I'm honest I think it's almost gone the other way now I think so many people now go oh it wasn't Carrick so underrated I am inclined to go well he was I don't think he is anymore like do you think people... he would suit this era playing in like the deep play? yeah I think so yeah, yeah. Three kids. He, he's the one I think the one big loss for England I think mm-hmm. that that we never properly you I mean, there's lots, there's lots of there's lots of them, like you know, Ledley King or uh, Jonathan Woodgate or whatever, or like a few Steve players. Bruce <clears throat> or Steve Bruce, <laughs> very um, often cited as the best player to never play for England. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think if 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 we had not been um, Oh, the Messi, of course. Um, I think Messi's the best player. Messi's also. Yeah, Messi's pretty good, yeah. I don't know, Steve Bruce, Messi. Who can finish a kebab faster? That's, that's the real question. Um, Who's got the softer yeah, Geordie accent? If, if England weren't handcuffed to a four-four-two formation for that period, I, I mean, I've already explained this, I think they would have had so much more success. But one of those successes would have been Carrick sitting behind Gerard and Lampard. Brilliant. Solved the problem. So, okay, I think Man United has pretty much said, spoken for, I guess, Keenan Skulls really are the big, are the big takeaways from that. Um, Liverpool. Gerard. Steven Gerard. Gerard's, it, Gerard's, yeah, yeah. Gerard's in there. I don't even think we need to think, think too much about that. I don't know. Um, Gerard. Surprise you. He did make, he did slip, didn't he? Yeah, so I mean, the, the argu- so so yes, yeah, so, so the argument the argument there that you brought up before Ash is that so okay, Gerard never won never won the league. And this is my big th- right. The, the th- right, the thing. I know, to- I'm absolutely In the in the list with the wingers, yes, Gareth Bell's never won anything, but that list was a lot easier to put together. This list is a lot closer than that list was. So I think in a risk this course, something like that needs to be taken into consideration. And when we're putting the player on the list that's never actually won the Premier League 
but for a risk this close, I think it matters. Okay. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Okay. You're talking about I fine think, margins there. I, th- I think the team. I think the team he played in let him down. He shone in that team. Yeah, I mean, it. but I mean, like he came very close a couple of times to winning he the did. Prem. He did. So if he'd have, if he hadn't slipped and they'd have won that game against Chelsea and gone on to win the league, would you? Would he be on your list? That's the thing, though, isn't it? Because it is that one slip enough to keep him off such an illustrious list. <laughs> is he not on your list? And this, this is what I've been struggling with. Um, he was, but now he's not. Um, oh, controversial. Controversial. Your household is going to be screaming when they hear this. It's all right. <laughs> None of them listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> not after the first one. No, no, now, it's no, just the, now it's just the thing I do on Tuesdays. <laughs> no, no, none of them listen to it willingly. Willingly. Yeah. I should um, just change their alarms to, hello, welcome to the edge of the... Every morning. Egg being right. Just one of That's the intro music. Yeah, just in case you needed to be told. You make it one of those make it one of those alarms that they don't know where it's coming from in the house and they can't turn it off. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Jabi Alonso. I feel like he's in the same category as as Modric. Yeah, I agree. Very good. Possibly his best. But yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I don't particularly think that he necessarily improved wholeheartedly. But I think again, his years in the Premier League weren't as impactful as his years with Madrid. I again, it feels like a bit of a retroactive selection. I mean, he was very, very good. But again, like. I mean, Gerard was the star of that team. I don't think you can put Alonso in the same bracket as as good as he was. Yeah. Similarly with like like Mascarano. I mean, Mascarano again. I, I wrote Mascarano, but no, I I don't think. But wasn't he playing more of a defender though at Liverpool? No, when he first went, he was midfield. But then, I think when he went to Barca, he played as a centre back yeah. because he couldn't get in their midfield. From West Ham. Oh yeah, he's at West Ham. West Ham, him, him and Tevez. Yeah. But Egby, you were going to were you going to mention a Liverpool player that we've missed off there? Um, just Xabi Alonso and Mascherano with it. Yeah, I think it's funny that this the strength of this Liverpool team now and the fact that they've got no you know properly world class midfielders. But um, okay, and then lastly Chelsea. Um, I think similarly with. A few of them we've already mentioned. I mean, Lampard. Yeah. Lampard kind of walks there. Kante, maybe. Um, yeah, so, th- I mean, this gets interesting for me. So, I mean, then again, Kante, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think to Kante in terms of, not as a player, we all know. It, it was one but, that I thought of but didn't really think. A worthy mention. Person. Yeah. Two Premier League titles. Yeah. Because this is, this is the one, yeah, the, the one thing that, that, made me sort of think about it properly is that obviously obviously he's really really fucking good but yeah he he was sort of I know it's a bit wrong to to have it because he's only he's only been in the division for four or five years um but apps I mean didn't did didn't sort of uh, somewhat lost in the shuffle not lost in the shuffle at all but Jamie Vardy and Riyad Mahrez got most of the praise for that Leicester title win, but that was it was. I mean, it was Kante. I think if you took 
well, I mean, well, actually, if you take any one of them out, they probably wouldn't win it. But I, but I, I do think that he was the main sort of. It was pinnacle for the way they you know, they were trying could, to play that. You could have you could have put someone slightly less, you know, s- someone on a tier below Mares, and they'd probably uh, this replace Mares, they'd probably still win the league. You could put a striker a tier below Vardy, and they'd probably still win the league. I don't think they'd win the league if you put a midfielder a tier below Kante in that. No. In that. I find it funny that when Leicester's uh, team got pillaged, the gruff Englishman was overlooked as the integral part of it and that he was seen as never going to do it again kind of and he just consistently scores I think it was his age and yeah he, I think the Arsenal transfer was sorted wasn't it but he, he eventually rejected it yeah um, but, but, you know. but I think it was his age more than anything I think if he was 24 I reckon he would have gone but what was he 29 at that point and, it, and there was still this wonder like because he'd had you know it, he, had a, he had a poor season the season before or at least didn't score that many goals and you did sort of wonder, like, you know, are these guys just a flash in the pan? Like, and especially... What do you guys think? That rest of the team stay together. What, it, would they have... Yeah, would they, would they have been as good in that team? With the likes of West I mean, they, I mean they, they did. <laughs> I mean, they, they lost Kante, but they kept Mahrez and Vardy. And everybody Mahrez else. Mahrez not got that season? No, he... Oh, man, I need to... Season and a half research. after. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I ignore that. I think that 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 obviously they they built this this understatedly good team, but I, but I also think that heavily they, you know, they got they built momentum up and kept it going and going and going. I mean, I don't care. Like my Leicester fan mates are convinced that Wes Morgan isn't a very average defender, but he just is. Uh-huh. Robert Robert Huth the same. I mean, Danny Simpson is not a good player. <laughs> they just they they you know they they. They had a system that worked. They get, they got a huge amount of momentum and you know all that sort of stuff. You know, but they, they just they had they had this they had this amazing route one system where Vardy would just terrorize people because he was rapid. They would camp in two banks of four on the edge of their box. It's not that they were really defensive or anything because they were. You know, they deserved to win the league, but I I don't think they were. This is why their story is so amazing. It, they, they weren't sort of a a hidden title winning team I think they just had this inc- had a you know all no, coming together project big picture yeah happen. yeah that stuff will never happen but yeah no I think I think I, I think they would have struggled even if they would have kept that team I think they really would have struggled I mean Danny Drinkwater never really amounted to much oh, yeah, after Danny, we moved Danny Drinkwater is rubbish most important uh, <laughs> like Mark, Mark Albrighton Christian Fuchs uh, yeah. Okazaki, like Okazaki, like these are not these are not like <laughs> this is not like some mad team of world class players. They just kind of and Vanieri, like Vanieri's not that great either. Dilly ding, dilly dong, dilly dong. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on swiftly because we're stuck stuck on the wrong wrong thing. Like uh, Makalele, right. another yeah, another, yeah. I thought Makalele as well. Like I do. I guess with he sort of. Plays a similar role to Kante, but more understated. This is why I didn't consider Fernandinho really, because I thought that everything that you'd say about Fernandinho, you'd say about Makaleli and then some. Mm. Um, I mean, Makaleli so did have a position, core position named it, after him. Exactly. Yeah, I think anyone who yeah. gets that is worthy of some kind of credit. <laughs> but, but I think that's really cool. The whole concept of that is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, and and he and yeah, and he was your sort of typical. I know. He, I know. Looking back, he does get 
the credit he deserves and 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 gladly so but um um but yeah i think um uh he was that sort of player who just would you know he allowed everything everything else to happen he allowed lampard and Essien and whoever else to do their to do their bit he allowed you know the defense he just secured the defense i mean that, that was you know when it with him playing there he was part of the reason why we had a season where we conceded just 15 goals mm. um yeah who's SEM and SEM's another one I mean the Bison such a shame it's not quite to the same level as Abu Dhabi but again slight shame he got some injury problems because he would have been but he would have Go on, Hal. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was <laughs> just... No, we can't even speak. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I he was, was just exceptional. I think he, he was just incredible. Again, another holding midfielder that could do it all. I'm hoping Thomas Partey can have even half the impact mm. that he had. Yeah. Because he was just phenomenal. I feel like a bit underrated as well. Criminally underrated, left foot, mm. right foot. Could be again, sit, when you you know when you got in a midfield with Lampard, I guess it's going to yeah. be hard to not stand out. He, he he wasn't just forgotten about, but you're never going to be the the main you man. Know, yeah. I mean, he Michelele, but midfield in a different way. You know, his physicality. He was he was so strong. He, <clears> he pushed <throat> people off the ball. His positioning and defensive astuteness was just on point. Yeah, yeah that for about one or two years, I think it was, or or. Possibly three. That midfield three of Makalele, Lampard, and Essien gave you everything you needed in terms yeah. of goals, yeah. defensive ability, uh, physicality, legs. Yeah, it's like the perfect balance. Yeah. yeah, the perfect yeah. trio. Yeah, so good. So, so they're my top three. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matic came across my mind as Matic. well. Yeah, just. Obviously, second stint at Chelsea. We came back and it just second stint. Was, well remembered. He he. Uh, not a fan of his first stint. <laughs> not really. One appearance. <laughs> One appearance, and I was there. <laughs> this is for you, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he came. He came back and he just. He was just an absolute nuisance to play against, and mm. you know he just he was so. You know, dominant in the midfield, winning the balls, being, you know, very physical and bullying people. So, I was, um, I think you were there actually. I was there for his debut, his second debut. Yeah. I think, I think Josh, you were there in that stadium with, well, you weren't with me because I don't think we knew each other at that point. No, or we didn't we, know each other well. We crossed paths before we. <laughs> oh, before, before. oh, that was, that was you I punched. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember trying, um, to, trying to punch a six foot five person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I say punched, I mean like you know, flap, flapped at. Yeah, and for the ladies listening, slapping. you may not know that Harry is five foot six five, foot five. five, <laughs> five foot six. And at the time, I was probably about three. <laughs> but um, but no, he. I, I remember it, is there, and yeah, he. I remember he was very, very, very strong against Cir Toure, who probably was at his yeah. peak City career at that point. He he had a period, I think, for six months to a year, maybe even eighteen months, when he came back to Chelsea. Yeah. I think he was he was genuinely like, "Wow, this guy's amazing." But I, I think, unfortunately, that was that yeah, was that was it, it. Really, when yeah. Conte came, he he his form dipped a little bit, and and then at Man United, yeah. he's not really reproduced it. I always thought he was really good with Conte in that double pivot. Yeah, he I was like that partnership. Yeah, no, you're right. I was not quite fair to say he he dipped off, but I think yeah, his sort of. I think that 
possibly like he he was a bit more of a kind of surging especially when he was at Benfica like he got around the pitch a lot and then he did that with playing in a kind of pivot I think I don't know maybe whether with because Kante is the roaming midfielder really mm. in that Chelsea system maybe he was a bit more of an anchor and maybe was, that's yeah. what, what brought about it changed but yeah, yeah. If, if we'd had that message for four or five years I'd, I'd consider him for the list but I just don't think we've had it for long enough oh no yeah I was just it was just a, a worthy a worthy mention that came to me because I was very very much a fan of him when he when he came came back okay so I think we've mentioned everyone that we need to mention I think Oh, have we? Let's let's have a little quick gander. But we've got the ridiculous task now of now of of bringing it down to a to a to a top five, and well, I thought this. I thought it was going to be easy, but okay. So I was going to say is Gerard in everybody's list, but I don't think he. I don't think uh, there's not going to be an Ashes then. I don't. Is that, is that right, Ash? He definitely has to be. He's, he's not in my so you So you've taken him out purely purely because he of the. He's not won a trophy. <laughs> and he won. He won other trophies. He won the FA. No, Cup. did with the Premier League. That's the only reason why I can do it. I mean, he's not in mine either. But Gerard's not in yours. No. Oh. Gerard isn't. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> I thought that was going to be the nail. I, that I don't know. Wow. No, I'll, I'll explain my reasonings. I'll explain my reasoning. Okay, go on, bro. I'll agree with them. Okay, so my reasoning <laughs> is between Gerard, Scholes, and Lampard. I thought really there's only one person that can like kind of. Obviously, they are all different, but I just think I just I just didn't want all three of them being in in the top. If, initially. You have them three in the list, then you've only got two places to worry about. So I thought you had all three of them in an England squad. Exactly, but I thought out of them three, <laughs> Lampard in the team. Uh, I thought out of them three, who'd be the person I definitely want to meet? You know, want in the in the top five, and Gerard didn't didn't make it. Right, but are you, are you going to tell us why? You've got a, a long ramble there. Just did, bro. <laughs> just did. Didn't you hear it? <laughs> The reasons no, why? Because you don't want all three of Lampard, Gerard, Skulls in there. So no. why? Yeah. So why did you not then take out Scholesy? Or is it because, like, what I said, because he he's the only one out of those two to not win a league? Is that? Yeah. Or do you feel? I just, I, I, just, I, I, I went with oh, Lampard being in the top five. No, well, no. I just I went I went with Lampard being in the top five because I think out of them three, he's he's the better the better midfielder. In what regard? Because so, I would dis- disagree with that. I would say Gerard's a more all-round complete midfielder. I'd agree. I, I'd, I'd say Frank Lampard's a lot more exciting. So yeah, and, and, just, and he's and he's won things. <laughs> oh yeah, he's won things. So uh, many you know, things. He, he, he got he got he got <laughs> forward more often than not. Um, yeah, Gerard might be a bit more like Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, Sorry. this is edge of the box. I suppose. Yeah, this is what we do. Like, mine is mine is not nailed on. I will say, like he was in my he was in mine up until about you know five minutes before we started recording. Could he still be in it with? Um, no, no, no. Ash, you stick to your guns. Don't get. I stick to my guns. Okay. Well, I honestly thought that was as I said. I thought that was we were going to walk that. Um, no, I just I just couldn't be so, bothered with I couldn't be bothered with the classic them three just being in there. So I just chose one. So you're oh, really okay. So so based based on that, 
I'm guessing so. La- so Lampard is in. Is is. Lamp- does Lampard get into? To, I mean, he's in mine. He uh, is in mine. He's what? He's in mine. So okay, all right, we've just, all right, okay, that's good. At least we've got one. We'll, we'll sort the list, the actual list later. But I mean, okay, Lampard is there. I'm glad at least I don't have to fight anyone of that. But I'm amazed, Lampard. I mean, happy. I I personally, I mean, I don't agree that Gerard's not there for two of you. But anyway, um, I, t- I don't know. I don't know. What about this? Is, it's been difficult. Yeah. Eggbeast, the potential to go to the dark side, <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> let your hatred <laughs> let your hatred blow through. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, Come to the scouts. Patrick Vieira. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm I'm more shocked that you definitely got Vieira in than than Gerard. Imagine the midfield two of those. Ooh. No, they um, can't play together. Yeah, I mean Vieira. <laughs> so. Yeah, Vieira was another one, another one of mine that that was like yeah. I didn't even have to think about it. He's just straight in there. Um, but okay, that all right, that that's that's at least something we're sort of um, unanimous on. Roy Keane. Yes. Yes. So that's okay. So we've got Ash and Roe are a yes to that, and he's we made mine as well again. I mean, again, the one thing I might consider is just the fact that obviously nineties is is possibly when his best stuff was but then he That's had some he had some good years as well it wasn't like he he was you know Money he left he left yeah, in 2000 and, well the back end of 2005 um man united won the league three times in that time yeah um, so but okay uh Oh man, I'm, yeah, just I'm I'm still gobsmacked by. I mean, Gerard, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Gerard has topped my list. I'm genuinely just gonna put that out there before we end like end this list with Lampard, Highland, and Gerard, which is what it looks like it's gonna be. Gerard is top of my list. Um, okay, uh, so we've got um, what about what about? Um, can't even think straight. How I'm I'm, I'm, like, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah, I'm dumbfounded. Uh, what about like okay, David Silver? What about David yes. Silver? David Silver's in my yes. list. Silver wasn't in mine. Is that a yes from you, Mr. Man City? Okay, so, oh, so David Silver because he's Santi Cazola with it. <laughs> what about just while we're, while we're with Man City, like Yaya? So Yaya Torres, not no, Yaya Torres in mine. Yaya Torres in mine. He's in mine. Oh man, oh, this is this yeah. is good. He's... <laughs> ah, it's madness. <laughs> okay, that's Yaya Torres actually. Who no player should ever, no player should ever oh. let their performance be affected by a birthday cake <laughs> get a grip Worst get a grip so, that's, so without if, without that incident row would you have had him on your list no I still wouldn't have had him on my list <laughs> if not for cake would he be <laughs> um, oh no that and demanding a statue you don't okay. demand a statue you, you, yeah, get, you it, get, get it statue. done you get yeah grow up <laughs> Uh, I'm guessing so. We we established that Fabregas was not was not quite getting there. What about Skulls? I mean, Paul Skulls. Ro, you intimated that he might be on yours. No, okay. Number one on mine. <laughs> no, no, that's a yeah, good no, Skulls. Not anyone like. I'm, I take pride in scribbling his name off. Harry, um, you are changing the minds of everyone across the world. I hope so. That's, 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 that's the sole benefit of running this podcast then I will then I'll be happy um the last two 
that we haven't mentioned. Kante and Makalele are the other ones. I mean, the general, yeah, the general consensus seemed that Makalele was more popular. Um, because I, so the, my final place as number five was between four players, Yaya Torek, David Silva, Kante, Makalele. I could not, and, prob- and still are going to find it difficult to, to find it. I think, I think between them, Floyd has to be... The reason why I considered Kante for longer than you guys did is I think he... No, I was going to say something, and then I just thought, no, do you know what? It's just, oh, this, is, this is why it's so difficult. They're all such different players. And and benefited their teams in different ways. Um, I'm going to take Kante out simply because I think he's his career is not done, and he can be on a list in the future. Uh, I mean, I love Makalele, but can I can I honestly say? I, do you know what? In my head, for my list, I'm going to take Yaya Torre out because I don't think his best was for long enough. I think he had about two two and a half years at the top, so it's between David Silva and Makalele. Talk amongst yourselves. Maca Silva. Maca Silva. Oh, Ro, you argue why it should be Silva and I argue why it should be Makalele. Okay, I like that. State your case, bro. Ash, you can join either side if you want. And argue for you. Well, I've got, I've got Silva on mine. Oh. It's like building a case-wise, it's, you know, two very different players. And... I was saying to you, for me, the main reason why I think Silver edged it over a lot of people in my eyes was his consistency, the fact that he was part of the project for so long, and yet within them 10 years, he was still like one of the first names to be put on the, on the team sheet. And I think that says a lot about the player, the, you know, his capabilities and what he's, you know, what he's got in his locker. Yeah, he wasn't the biggest goal scorer but you know he did get some very important goals like and it, you know supplied incredible moments um, the the one the best assist for me that he ever did was the one at, uh, yeah against United for Dzeko where he chested it and just volleyed it and it was just yeah absolutely precision uh, did you not see Makalele's assist against Mr <laughs> Palace in 2004 for Matai Kesman <laughs> no, absolutely. As Fabio Capello would say, absolutely class. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, ju- well. I think Macaulay, not even the fact that he had a, like we've talked about, they had a, a role named after him, a position. I think that he, he was just incredible. He's breakable. Mm. He was basically the canter of his time, the way that he was so yeah. yeah, the influence that he had. And just the impact, like Chelsea could play, Chelsea could be that dominant force that they were because mm. the player was at the pivot. Yeah, I, I, it's so hard because they were they both made such a difference to their teams and over a pretty you know significant period. I mean, you don't want to exaggerate, but he arguably revolutionised. Yeah, and and yeah, that I guess that might that might sway me in the sense that I feel as if but it won't. if. If you found uh, a sort of less good version of Silva, I'm using the same thing I used for the Kante um, thing with Leicester. If you found a less good version of Silva, 
you know, they probably would have would exist. City could have could have found somebody to fill that role, and they might not have done as well as he did. But uh, Makaleli was the best in the world in that position mm. when he was when he was there. I mean, I guess you could argue that it's not a position that many people had and played. Many teams played with, but yeah, so yeah. yeah, so I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be Chelsea biased and go with Makaleli as my fifth. I think the support Chelsea. Man City are now too big to not ever be a big successful club, I feel. Um, especially with the success they've had in recent years, and I think to be basically the first place formal legacy out of that new kind of evolution in Manchester City is something that's been there for such a long time. Mm. Uh, he, he is literally the embodiment of the success Manchester City had over the last. Well, well, since they got the new owners, he, he, he lives and breathes that city legacy, really. And he, that's, that's what he is, and that's what he's brought to English football. So I think he deserves an list more yeah. than Makalele. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, you know it's one of those splitting hairs. I think he. Oh, you can just get rid of another player and have both in. You've got to find this. Yeah, that's what I did. And, you know, like that's so, when it came to oh, Makalele, Silver, I thought ah, get rid of so, Gerard. I've got Lampard. So, so, who have you, so tell me, who have you guys picked ahead of ahead of Gerard? Then Lampard. There's an argument. Silver to make Silver, that. Was Silver ahead of Gerard. Who else have you picked ahead of Gerard? Silver though, as well. I'm guessing. So yeah. sorry. Can you can you yeah, say who? Silver. Who you, yeah, yeah, Torre. Vieira. Yeah. Lampard. Kane. Silver and Yaya Torre ahead of Gerard. Yep. <laughs> it was a difficult choice. So, uh, Gerard was ahead. Um, of my 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 uh, Lampard, Vieira, Makalele, Keane, Silver. I see you've got Makalele in as well, Ray. Yeah. So you're making that argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, like, it doesn't matter to me. I, not my I, I can't. I, like this is gonna possibly be one of those one of those rare occasions I haven't done it often where we've been making this but I, I don't think I can I can conclude this list without having Gerard on it somewhere like he's got to be the, he's got he has to be there like I don't as I said to you before I don't necessarily subscribe to this idea that you have had to have won stuff to be considered as we saw with Gareth Bale making the list but I mean it obviously does make it obviously does make a difference but I mean the fine line between if had Gerard made the transfer to Chelsea in 2005 whenever it was and been exactly the same player with exactly the same influence, but won trophies. It doesn't make sense in my head that therefore, oh, he's an absolute. He therefore has his career would have been more of a. Success I guess you could say that, but I guess maybe that's what we need to establish. Are we talking about who had the better Premier League career, or are we talking about who is the better player over the? I think it's the latter. I think we're talking about which are the best players in this particular period. Okay. Yeah. I guess for you, Ash, if you can't differentiate the better player, you then take trophies into account. Don't you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and like a lot, with a lot of these, like if you, you know, if you use the argument to say, you know, Lampard or Vieira or Keane or whoever else was better than was better than Jared because of trophies, I could make that case, but I can't. I can't take it. I can't. You've got to be on the list. I still think. I still think David Silva was better. Edge of the box, um, so 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 I think so. I'm, I'm, and well I'm, done, Ash. Uh, last sub- <laughs> last and only subscriber has gone. <laughs> so um, last and only subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lamp- 
Lampard, Lampard is in. Gerard's in. I'm afraid. Uh, Vieira. I think we all got Vieira as well. Yeah, Vieira's in. Um, like the only thing, like the only thing I, from my list, the only player that I'm thinking about potentially getting rid of would be Keane. Oh, really? yeah. Keane in Just because I think what I was saying regarding you know nineties. Naughties. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I everyone else had had, you know, a, a career which was within. But I, mean, but I mean, he had like he had five years of leading that team, and it wasn't as if he was like a guy winding down. He was still a a, a big oh, yeah, part of that team. Like when you consider, um, like he had the same. So Makaleli was in Chelsea two thousand three to two thousand eight. That's so five years. That's the same amount of time as we're talking about with Roy Keane. Right, I, like you've twisted my arm. Exactly. I did not, just because I didn't think he was a technically better player than the, the others that I've named, so like Gerard. Yeah, I think I think there's a case. There's definitely a case for that. Like, as I said at the top of the top of the program, um, I think he gets a bit undiscreet. Like, I think he he gets a bit of a bad rep for that. Like, he's people sort of look at him as, oh, he was you know he couldn't he couldn't play. He could, but I agree with you when you look at Gerard Lampard. Vieira, even you know, Schoolsy, David Silva, they were technically Zola. more proficient. Zola, randomly. Um, well, we might as well talk about John Henderson then. Jordan Bloody Henderson. They're going all the way down to bloody. Um, have you, so have you not chosen a fifth then, Hans? No, Mac- Macaulay was my fifth, but I, but I, but so I mean, so who, so who, so we've got. I think we've got three. We've got Lampard. Um, Lampard, Vieira. Okay, Lampard, Vieira, and Gerard are there. Um, How many is is Makaleli? Okay, Egby, you picked Makaleli. I picked Makaleli. Roe did. Ash, did you pick Makaleli? I didn't, but he was very, very close. So Makaleli is a consideration. He is a consideration, yeah. And I really do like him. And (laughs) I guess guess David Silver. David Silver is a consideration. Egby, who was your five? Gerard, Lampard, Vieira, yeah. Torre, Macaleo. Torre. Torre. Get him out. Don't even bother with him. Yeah, you're Torre on yours, Ash. He is, yeah. Okay. Oh, get oh. So, so so for the <laughs> final two for the final two places it's between Keane, um, Torre, David Silva and Makalele. There's a reason why Pep got rid of him. Is on three of the There's a reason why Pep got rid of him when he came to City. Yeah. There's a reason why, and it's that it's his attitude. He he only wants to play if and when he wants to play. He doesn't play. <laughs> Pep got rid of him at Barca as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got rid of him at Barca. He got rid of him at City. There's obviously yeah, something there. Too. Whereas the other players played for the team. Yeah, yeah, sorry. He had his moments where he did play for the team. Yeah, I, and he I, was extremely good. And you know, like you you said, Harry, unplayable at times, but. He was, yeah. He's compared to the others that we mentioned. Yeah. Nah. Out of the, yeah, yeah I, I can't put, I can't put Yaya Torre above, above Silva. I can't put him no, above Keane. I can't put him above Makalele. But uh, it's not, up, not entirely up to me. All the other uh, players are a lot more selfless. I just think Especially he was a phenomenally unique player. Like he, when he was playing at his best, he probably was the best. If you're in the league, arguably, because he was just unplayable. He was he, like a juggernaut. He but was, yeah, a, I he think. Because he didn't have it for that long. That's, that's, that's the, the thing, thing that, that takes it, that's the thing that takes it away from it. I just, <laughs> I, just, 
I just don't know whether I just think I agree with you, Dave. Like for a time, it was like you have this kind of like ultimate package of, mm. and he had like that. Didn't he score like twenty four goals one season? Yeah, yeah he beat he beat Lampard's record, didn't um, he? Or he yeah. And he could like score from anywhere. Like it wasn't just like long shots. Just like technically, you know, beautiful curlers and all that sort of stuff. Um, another another yeah. thing. Another thing. The one season they didn't win African Player of the Year, he started kicking up a fuss about that. It's like, well, <laughs> it's not. It's, grow up, man. Just grow up. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, I. I think. Oh, I think. I think we've got to narrow it down to Macaleda. Ke- oh, I mean, Keane. I don't know. Keane's not too. Keane's not so popular. I mean, not so Keane. He's, he's Ash. Ash has gone as number one for Keane. Ash was in my, uh, my team, but you've twisted my melon and I've. You've, <laughs> you made me go to. Uh, Gerard. Oh, you've swapped it. You've swapped Keane and Gerard now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was. Keen, I was trying to build yeah. a team. I was trying to build a team of five players. I was trying to build a team. A top team five. five players. <laughs> I was trying to do a top five where every, every player. Offered something completely different and unique, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't want Skulls, Gerard, Lampard dominating because even though they they did, you know, they're all slightly different players. I felt like the main premise of you know them three, they all did mm-hmm. a very similar role in compared compared to Vieira and Lampard yeah. or Skulls and David Silva. Oh. What do you mean similar roles? Because, I mean, Gerard in Lamps are arguably attacking midfield is scores yeah. a deep line midfield playing. Well, midfield. we've said it, well, I've, I've said it on a previous previous podcast, Skulls is a failed striker and he's just gone further and further back. Um, you, you would have thought with him being a If he was playing until he's 40, he's a goalkeeper. A failed striker. Midfield, I think I think King just added so much to that, you know, United team. I think just the talismanic leader, the talismanic leader that he was, added so much. And I, I will say that that's the reason for their success, but I think it was a big, big part of it. I just don't think you'll get if if a manager had all those plays at his disposal. I don't think they'll choose Keen. You think? No, like, I, I guess he, he, he could pick ten fucking brilliantly technically gifted players, and then have one, uh, not like Keane in the middle, just to just just to lead them. But I feel Gerard's and a that would work. Well, I feel Gerard's a leader and technically more, more than more than Keane. Though. I think so. I think the <laughs> amount of times that Gerard has single-handedly brought Liverpool from the yeah, it's better than yeah. yeah. I guess more times Gerard has done that. Of course, if you took Keane out and, and dumped him in a, in another team, he wouldn't necessarily be the best fit in terms of technical in terms of the technical side, but also his his management style or his captaincy style wouldn't necessarily gel with everybody, might piss everybody off. But you could argue that for that Ferguson Man United team and during the time years when he was captain, he absolutely drove that kind of like mm. intense you know, absolutely yeah. walking over everybody, ruthless um, period that they had that was in, that embodied the Ferguson Man United, you know, that, that sort of, he was the perfect kind of, 
you, again, you, you could have, it wouldn't. Yeah, you epitomise that kind of man. That kind of Alex. He was the Alex Ferguson of players. Like he was just like gives gives no f's about anyone. Um, you know everything for the team. Uh, you know nothing for the nothing for anyone else. Like I, I know what you mean in terms of. I think yeah. If, if I was looking at all of these players, I probably wouldn't necessarily pick him if we had like a, a game to play against a you know World Eleven game or something or whatever. But is that what the question is? Is the question more about what they what they did in, during their time? You know, so for the sake of this question, during two thousand and when he left two thousand and five, was that period more deserving than others? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I think less it was things. like you said. I think if it was it was the nineties, would probably have been more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think he was back end of his career. And I think there were already emerging players like Lampard and Gerrard who were way ahead and. I think continuing on since so, that decade as well, you have like Torre, all the players that we mentioned before. And I think this is probably a bit controversial, but for me, I see Keane as a similar mould to Liverpool's team midfield now, which is very industrious, which isn't bad, because that's what they need. Mm. I, I don't know, I, don't, I think he was technically good, and I think you're right, he's underrated for that side of his game, but... I think I've personally found more, and maybe this is my own bias, I've found more joy and entertainment in watching the Gerrards and watching the Lampards and watching the Vieiras. Yeah. And that's not taken away from his success because his trophy cabinet probably says it all of how successful he's been and has been and he'll always yeah. be a Premier League legend. But I always just think they were better technically, more rounded mid, like centre mids that we've mentioned that deserves to be on loan. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's so difficult, isn't it? I, I, I think oh, right, nailed on. I think so. I think if if so, if Keane's not in, then and Torre's not in, that means it's David Silva and Makalele then. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So we so we've got Lampard, Gerard, Vieira. I, I, basically, I, my I, list. I don't want Gerard <laughs> second. <laughs> Well, we, we, we'll, well, this is what we'll, we'll sort. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Uh, we'll, um, I think, um, I think, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go out, go out before I say, it and just go. I'm not comfortable with keeping Vieira off the list, but I can't. I've already made a defect. I've already made a, an overriding thing to get Gerard in, so I can't do that twice. Um, it's not about I'll you. Out. It's not about me. <laughs> Shut up, Bard. So the, de- the definite. The definite Lampard, Vieira, and Macaulay, um, and Gerard, and Silva. Oh, Gerard! I, I guarantee, I guarantee Gerard in there. So Gerard, Lampard, and and um, Vieira. Vieira. So, so we. So okay. So Silva, Macaulay is the final position. I think Silva. Yeah. So who? So so I think based on the conversation we had before between David Silva and Macaulay, Macaulay was just higher. Is that what? Is that the conclusion we came to? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in that sense, we've done. So fifth David, fifth David Silva, fourth Makalele. I'm. I mean, I'm. Yeah. You know, I'm happy with Makalele being fourth. Don't get me wrong. Um, okay. So that. So that we need to establish the top three. I guess. I, I guess. Don't we, think Stephen Gerrard. Well, this is it. This is it. Gerard, Vieira, I, I have to put. I have to put Gerard. Yeah, we have to put. Gerard, I mean, again, I wouldn't put him here, but I have to put Gerard third. I do. People stop. didn't have him. That. That's the list that we should be. Gerard top there. Yeah, I didn't tell. Yeah, so did I. This is this is mad. Hey, you're not third, but um, that's the list. That's that's what it is. That's that's <laughs> end of done. So says the role. Um, okay, and well, Vieira, Lampard. So so it's between. So then it's between Vieira and Lampard for the top 
for the top spot? Oh, I, I know who I'm picking. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Lampard lump, lump first for Aaron Saki. Yeah, I think that's. that's yeah. That's, 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 I think Lampard's goal scoring record just puts him sort of out of those two. Easily. Yeah, and, and like. And he's such a good manager. <laughs> although. <laughs> As he tells <laughs> every other manager. <laughs> although the Keen Vieira rivalry had more to it on a personal level and was more entertaining. I, I think the Gerard Lampard rivalry was, in terms of from a footballing sense, more kind of. Anything you can do, I can do better. And they were sort of, yeah. Because they're English. They're foreign. Yeah, we'll do foreigners. Okay, well, we'll look. I mean, I'm more than happy to to have Lampard first. Exactly where we're going for. I love how. I know the fact that Harry's shocked that Gerard was the first and he's a Chelsea fan just says Yeah, it. I mean, like, I, because I, I would always, like, you know, I've always been one of those guys who's, who's very reluctant to, to admit it just because I don't want this to be used as a weapon against anything. Like, I absolutely think the world of Lampard, but I think if you were to, he gets, he doesn't deserve to be pigeonholed as, oh, he was a really good goal scorer. But no. Gerard was a better midfielder. Gerard, no. Lampard could absolutely do everything technically that Gerard could do, and you know, didn't you know, doesn't get recognised for intelligence it as intelligence as movement off the ball. Um, but yeah, Gerard, I think Gerard just half an inch above above him in terms of just generally overall everything. But yeah. that doesn't. Lampard second, if it, you have a third. But yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the, the four of us collectively have spoken. <laughs> and the final list is as follows. Me and Roger are there causing chaos. <laughs> Half of them aren't happy with it. <laughs> I, I feel like Harry and Egbert could have made the exact same list. Well, you got what you wished for, Harry. Drogba wasn't in the strikers, but Lampard's oh, yeah. up at the top. Drogba oh. not in the frickin' no, strikers. You've got in over Harry Kane. Drogba. Not Lampard and Vardy, sorry. No, Vardy didn't get in. No, I was trying to get him in. Yeah, none of you wanted that. I mean, I was reason. trying to get Harry Kane in. Somehow that didn't. Happen. I mean, Harry Kane <laughs> was going to be in before Vardy. I tried had. to get Bentner in, but for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> who is now bankrupt. Um, Good, according to the news. Good. <laughs> but um. But yeah, I, that, that's my, been my two executive decisions: is getting Drogba in and getting Ger- and getting Gerard in. Like, and I try and get. Um, and I agree with I, one. I tried to get Romelu Lukaku in. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I I cannot believe I've had to executive order Drogba and Gerard. In. Who are who are you guys? Uh, anyway, the <laughs> final the final list as we know it. Number five, number five Premier League centre midfielder is David Silva. Number four. Big Duckle by Claude McAlealy. Any Soccer AM fans in the house? <laughs> I don't think so. Claude McAlealy. Uh, number three, Steven Gerrard. Number two, Patrick Vieira. Number one, Frank Lampard. Thank you very much for joining us. And to any seething Liverpool fans looking for revenge, I've left Ashley O'Hara and Josh Rose home addresses in the description. So please send your hate mail and or death threats to them and not edge of the box towers. Thanks. Separately, anyone else who wants to give us any feedback on our list, whether they were think they were great or rubbish, whatever, feel free to do so on Twitter by visiting at edge of the box pod. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.